You're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review for Thursday, September 8th. I'm Portia Cook. And I'm Kira McKinley. And you're tuned into KCSU Fort Collins. On today's show, Kira McKinley goes over campus news with updates on the first ASCSU meeting. Then Portia covers local news with updates on Larimer County's restaurants inspections. After that, Portia reports on music, entertainment, and event news with information on Suicide Prevention Month. Then listen to interviews with myself, Kira McKinley, Violet Pilot, and other attendees at Tour de Fat. Kira McKinley then reports on environmental news with updates on extreme heat waves throughout the country. After that, I go over national news with updates on the murder of a teacher in Memphis. Then stay tuned as Ewan Hurt goes over updates and CSU Sports. And to conclude today's show, I take a look at what Fort Collins has in store for the weather this week. Let's move right into campus and local news. This is Kira McKinley reporting your campus news for Thursday, September 8th. The first ASCSU meeting happened last Wednesday, but this was no ordinary meeting. The meeting didn't go over traditional bylaws or legislation that ACSU members usually look at. Instead, the meeting's purpose was to swear in new Senate members and representatives. Within the meeting, they also went over upcoming plans for the semester, according to the Collegian. CSU received a $5 million gift from the Bohemian Foundation. The Bohemian Foundation is a family foundation that supports local, national, and global efforts to bring communities together, according to their website. The gift was announced to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Title IX and the future of women's athletics at Colorado State University. This was the largest gift ever given to a women's sports program at CSU and in the history of Mountain West, according to CSU Source News. Thank you for listening to my campus news updates. I'm Kira McKinley, and you're listening to 90.5 KCSU. Here's Portia Cook with your local news updates. Schools across Poudre School District and Thompson Valley School District closed two hours early on September 7th and again today on September 8th in response to high temperatures and the absence of air conditioners in most schools. According to the Poudre School District, about 60% of the district schools do not have air conditioning. According to the Coloradoan, the decision to close schools early came after parents and teachers across the district complained of hot classrooms. Poudre School District said that without air conditioning, temperatures in classrooms are reaching temperatures between 80 and 90 degrees. Efforts to cool down buildings like opening doors and windows in the early morning hours have also proven to be insufficient due to this week's high temperatures. Poudre School District said that it's working on costs and timelines to install air conditioning in the schools that don't have them and waiting on parts for schools like Zach Elementary and Fort Collins High School who have cooling systems that aren't working. The district said both will take several years to be resolved. Additional information about the heat closure can be found on the Poudre School District website at psdschools.org. Around two dozen wildfires are burning in parts of Idaho and Montana, resulting in smoke-filled skies in and around Fort Collins. The haze-filled skies are a result of west winds picking up the smoke and moving it east over Montana, North Dakota, and South Dakota, where the winds then swirl south and move into the Nebraska Panhandle, southern eastern Wyoming, and Colorado, according to the Coloradoan. Some days this week, the smoke was thick enough to almost fully obscure the foothills while also leaving a smell of burning wood in the air. At this time, the Department of Public Health and Environment have not issued an air quality health advisory for Larimer County. Current air quality advisories can be found on the Department of Public Health and Environment's air quality website at www.colorado.gov airquality. After years of construction, Linden Street in Old Town Fort Collins is fully open to vehicular traffic. The city of Fort Collins said drivers should be aware that parking on Linden Street is now parallel instead of diagonal. 
Because parking spaces are now parallel, a loss of parking will occur on Linden Street. However, additional parking spaces will be created on Jefferson and Pine Streets as part of the renovation project. The Linden Street renovation project, which began in 2021 and cost about $3.9 million, transferred Linden Street into a convertible street. According to the City of Fort Collins, a convertible street is a roadway that can be closed to vehicular and bicycle traffic and transformed into a pedestrian gathering space for special events. The project includes noticeable urban design and landscaping updates and improvements, gateway elements, roadway and pedestrian improvements, and utility improvements. The city of Fort Collins said the street is now, quote, more pedestrian-friendly and aesthetically pleasing, end quote. Larimer County restaurant inspection results are in, with nine restaurants passing inspection and two restaurants requiring re-inspection. The Larimer County Health Department has a three-tiered health inspection rating system with rankings that include pass, re-inspection required, or closed. Establishments with health and safety violations between 0 and 49 points pass inspections, Establishments with violation points between 50 and 109 points require reinspection, and any establishment with more than 110 points face closure. The following restaurant inspection report is for September 1st through September 6th. Larimer County restaurants who pass the inspection include China Walk off Harmony Road in Fort Collins, College Cafe off South College Avenue in Fort Collins, Still Whiskey Steaks off College Avenue in Old Town Fort Collins, Big City Burrito off College Avenue in Old Town, Fort Collins, Thai Pepper off Linden Street in Fort Collins, Tomka Thai Asian Bistro off Mason Street in Fort Collins, Lady Moon Cafe off Lady Moon Drive in Fort Collins, and Old Chicago Grill off Harmony Road in Fort Collins. Larimer County restaurants requiring reinspection include CJ's Patio Grill off Eagle Drive in Loveland and Petro Stopping Center's Johnson Corner in Johnstown. CJ's Patio Grill in Loveland was marked out of compliance for proper cooling time and temperatures, proper cold holding temperatures, proper cooling methods used, including adequate equipment for temperature control, and food and non-food contact surfaces cleanable, properly designed, constructed, and used. Petro Stopping Center Johnson's Corner was marked out of compliance for proper use of restriction and inclusion, hands cleaned and properly washed, adequate hand-washing sinks properly supplied and accessible, proper cooling time and temperatures, proper cold holding temperatures, and proper date markings and disposition. According to the Larimer County Food Establishment Inspection Report Violation comments, all non-compliance violations for both establishments were corrected on-site during the inspection. That's all for your local news. I'll be right back with your music, entertainment, and events news after the break. Hi, I'm Todd Parkmore. And I'm Rob Squires. And we're from Big Head Todd and the Monsters, and you're listening to KCSU, Colorado's best radio station.
I'm Portia Cook reporting your music events and entertainment news. September is National Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. National Suicide Prevention Week runs from September 4th through September 10th, with World Suicide Prevention Day taking place on September 10th. Throughout this month, organizations around the country will highlight problems of suicide, bring awareness, and advocate for its prevention. According to data from the CDC, in 2020 alone, an estimated 12.2 million American adults seriously thought about suicide, 3.2 million planned a suicide attempt, and 1.2 million attempted suicide. Tickets for the Lifesavers Gala hosted by the Alliance for Suicide Prevention of Larimer County are currently on sale. The Lifesaver Gala 2022 takes place on September 29th from 5 to 7 p.m. at TPC Colorado in Berthoud. According to the Lifesavers Gala event page, the event will include an overview of last year's highlights, suicide prevention efforts across the country, food, drinks, and a silent auction. Tickets for this event can also be found online at allianceforsuicideprevention.org. Bohemian Nights Thursday Night Concerts presents Companion and Slow Caves. Sophia and Joe, who are identical twin sisters, will hit the stage performing some of their greatest indie folk hits from their debut album, Second Day of Spring. Also performing indie rock-style tunes this evening will be Slow Caves, who formed their band right here in Fort Collins, Colorado. The Thursday Night Live concert series in Fort Collins features a wide range of Colorado artists and other bands performing shows each Thursday evening all summer long from June 2nd through September 15th. Tonight's performance will run from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. and take place in Old Town Square in downtown Fort Collins. Now, an interview with myself and Kira McKinley with Violet Pilot and other event attendees at Tour de Fat. Tour de Fat returned to Fort Collins on September 3rd after a three-year absence due to COVID-19. Started by the new Belgium brewery to kick off the Labor Day weekend, Tour de Fat is considered one of Fort Collins' largest street parties. According to the Colorado, and an estimated 20,000 people, mostly in costumes, participated in this weekend's event, which included a morning bike parade along Mountain Avenue, followed by music, food, entertainment, and a lot of beer at New Belgium Brewery. This year's festivities at the brewery included a variety of acts, a fashion show, slow ride bike challenge, and dance contest. Live music performances included Kapyak, Brothers of Brass, Black Joe Lewis and the Honey Bears, Dale Hollow and Violet Pilot, who we will hear from later when they sit down for an interview with KCSU Assistant News Director Kira McKinley. Now, I was able to hit the streets to talk to participants of Tour to Fat this past weekend, and here's what they had to say. My name is Portia, and I'm here at New Belgium Brewery for Tour de Fat 2022, and I am here with Anthony. Anthony, how are you doing today? I am doing absolutely fantastic. How long have you been out here at Tour de Fat? I have been here since 8.30 this morning. Tell me how that feels about at this point in time. It is hot out here, steaming hot. How are you feeling? 
we are still going. We're prepared. The kids are happy. The wife's happy. That's all I care about. Did y'all dress up today? We all dressed up. We biked out here from Midtown, and we've been happy ever since. Let's talk about those costumes. What did you guys decide on this year? Oh, my uh, youngest win is a gorilla. My second youngest win is a teddy bear. My third win is uh, um, a Jedi. And my fourth win is a fairy. Nice. Was there any mindset behind picking those outfits? Nope. We said open your costume bin and pick whatever you want. I love it. Now, how many years in a row have y'all participated in Tour de Fat? Well, pre-COVID, it's been four years. Nice. COVID hit, and then now we're here. What are some of your favorite costumes that you guys have dressed up in uh, in previous Tour de Fat? Oh, connecting octopi, jellyfish, mushrooms. You know, anything that can connect the bikes together and the family together at the same time. I love it. I love it. Now, you mentioned... Post uh, pre-COVID, now we're in post-COVID, yeah. so it's been a while since we've had Tour de Fat. How important is Tour de Fat coming along again for community members of Fort Collins oh, post-COVID? Extremely important. You know, the mere fact that we can bring people together to mingle again is very important. You know, with my occupation, it's all about community as it is. So we take all the community of Fort Collins together, and we can find a place to do that again. Whether it's college students, whether it's the like-minded parents, individuals, it's a family-friendly area and we can all bike and get out together, which is wonderful. Now, what is the craziest costume you've seen so far today? Oh, man, I saw at least a 10-foot bicycle. And on the sides of it were all these strainy little strings and ribbons. And I was like, that's amazing because I could walk through it, right? I, I could, he, If he came to a stop, I could go right through it, look up, and see this amazing costume that someone put all the time into. So I thought that was cool. And what has been your favorite part of Tour de Fat so far? The people. It's just so wonderful to see all the people together again. It's been a long time. We all miss it. Whether you're family, college, workers, any kind of peer, social group, we're all together again, and it's wonderful. Absolutely. Now, last question for you. What does Tour de Fat represent for the community of Fort Collins? That there's an organization here within the community that can bring people together, and that's key. That's key for all communities. Anytime you find one place who's willing to make the effort to bring everyone together again, that's what I care about, and I'll support every, as uh, every aspect of it. Andrew, thank you so much. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day out here at Tour de Fat and stay hydrated. Of course. Of course. Lots of water. I am here with two mimes. Go ahead and tell me your first name. Cassandra. And Josh. Now, typically mimes don't talk, but for for the sake of what we're doing, we're going to go ahead and let you speak here. Talk to me about um, the mindset behind the mime costumes today. Well, the mindset is she picked it out and does great with cute outfits, so I was down. <laughs> Anything for a cute outfit, right? Yeah. Yes. And it's fun. People go up to you and like call you out like, you're out of character if you say any little word. It's like, oh. What's the craziest thing anyone's come up to you guys and done so far? Uh, what about the I flashing? Saw, no, oh, I saw like oh. a whole, you know, that, and there was like a whole mime routine of like oh, the Oh, yeah, everyone's trying to get out of a box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It does, exactly. totally. Exactly. What has been your favorite part of Tour de Fat so far today? Uh, I just want to say like everybody coming together and all the fun. Totally. Like, yeah. Yep. That was, and the, the parade. The parade was awesome. Yeah. A great start. But uh, yeah, even up on stage, she got up on stage. I did. Yeah, a and bit. did the slow ride, which yeah, is so fun. Yeah, a little bit. Talk to me about that slow ride. What is that? I did see that in the agenda. So it's a contest about how slow you can ride your bike and without putting your feet down. And I didn't do very well, although I did better this morning in the parade. <laughs> but in the contest, <laughs> That's a slow ride. not That's so a well. Good yes, up. yes. Absolutely. 
Awesome. But it's been uh, her first Tour de Fat in my eighth or ninth. So, yeah. Did it live up to your expectations of what you heard about Tour de Fat? Oh, absolutely. So much fun. And so I much hope, fun. You know, yeah. How did you describe Tour de Fat to you? I yeah. said just costumes and fun and good times. Yeah. So, and bikes. We love riding bikes together, uh, mountain biking, everything. So, any activity. And this is the Brass Brothers. Oh, yeah. They were performing earlier. Y'all got to hear them. They tore it up. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'm here with the mimes, but I'm going to let them go ahead and close their mouths now and keep it on moving through Tour de Fat. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your time here. <laughs> KCSU Assistant Director Kira McKinley was front and center for the live music performance by Violet Pilot. After the band finished their set, Kira sat down with members of the band to talk about their history and performance that day. Here's some of Violet's pilots. <laughs> Here's some of Violet Pilot's live performance on September 3rd at Tour de Fat, followed by their interview with McKinley. Oh, mm -hmm. 
gardens in the sun. Sweet dreams colliding, baby. Take all you can, you know this won't last long. We're all falling in love. Lazy lions in the sun. Sweet dreams colliding, baby. Say all you can, you know this won't last long. so much for meeting with me today especially so impromptly I really appreciate it oh yeah yeah but I just will have you guys introduce yourselves and kind of your role in the band real quick if you want to I'm John Hartman I am the guitar player of Violet Pilot hi John hi hey John <laughs> and I have and I'm uh yeah that's I play guitar and effects and what else do we want to yeah I, hi, I'm Sean McCauley. Uh, I play drums, uh, songwrite with uh, the whole, you know, we all do some songwriting and stuff. So, um, yeah, I like to shake percussion instruments, use some brushes, hit some sticks, and have a good time with these guys. I'm Joe Asker. I, I play the bass, upright bass, with the bow and pizzicato, and that's what I do with Violet Pilot. My name's Michael Kirkpatrick, and I'm a songwriter and a vocalist for Violet Pilot, and I play all the acoustic instruments, the six string guitar, 12 string guitar, and the mandolin. Thank you guys so much. And how did Violet Pilot start? Great question. Why Awesomely. Why, right, <laughs> like an explosion in the sky. Yeah. Uh, why don't you guys take that because you okay. were the Should genesis of it. I mean, we can tell them. Yeah. The band formed um, unlike any other band uh, because well, at least in my experience. In my experience, um, I've been gigging in, we've all been gigging in Northern Colorado for many years around the country. And a lot of, a lot of bands are more ensembles form because there's a gig or there's a leader that has a gig and maybe they're forming a new band and they have some pickup members and then something happens and they're like, this is really good. Maybe this is a band. And, you know, so anyways, it forms because the economy is rolling and because um, there's momentum or because happen. one guy is like like me like a songwriter it's like I'm gonna hire a guitarist and a, and a drummer and a bass player and I'm gonna try to make a record that's most of my gigs yeah, yeah. so and that's how you get that's acquainted. not this band it, there's elements of that maybe at the very beginning so John and I met he was sort of like a sideman for my solo act mm -hmm. during COVID we were playing some house shows and yeah and we met at a house party yeah in Fort Collins in the middle of kind of the three quarters into COVID mm -hmm. where we were trying to be responsible and party outside. Yeah. Um, and the, the party was awful. It was an awful but party. The, and John was one of the opening acts. Yeah. Which was also awful to be clear. Well, right. he, he played a 20 minute version of Lucy in the sky with diamonds into a Gershwin medley. Um, right. And I was just laying down in, blue. in the grass wondering 
if there was going to be any food right. drink that shows up to the party. <laughs> and really, I was really attracted to his guitar tone. And so we started, you know, fast forward a few weeks, we start jamming together. And we, well, we had a jam at the end of that show. And then we right. decided to do a few more house concerts together. And John would, uh, he learned some of my songs and accompanied with that awesome tone of his. Um, and then one day, Sean just kind of texts me out of the blue and says, Hey man, we should jam sometime. Yep. And I'm like, yeah. And actually I got this guitar player that I've been jamming with. I think he should come. I need to go find that text. It's like, <laughs> I'd love to. I've got a really crazy, cool <laughs> guitar player. Something special. Yeah. So it's, the, not all, it's not all up there. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But the guitar the best, side, it's, it's just great. Those are the best ones. <laughs> yeah. So all this is happening without the stress of a, a schedule, a, a calendar of indiv- individually, we would all have busy calendars trying to do our gigs, trying to make our rent and everything, but um, none of that's happening. So we were able to like kind of mosey around, beat around the bush. Very odd. Hung out with Sean in his basement as a three piece for a bit. And after about three or four uh, rehearsals, the three of us thought, crap, maybe this is a band. We need to find a bass player. Well, at that point, it was the Michael Kirkpatrick band. It was going to be. Because I was hell band. He was hell band. (laughs) He was bringing in all the songs. And he was coming in saying, guys, these are my songs and let's play this. And so it was like, okay, let's, let's do that and make, you know, Michael Kirkpatrick bands fight a bass player. Which, you know, your ambient polka, um, (laughs) it's just been such a strong direction. Yeah. I really personally like the mariachi though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the mariachi and ambient polka of the holler just kind of faded out of the scene uh, due to COVID and due to some other factors that, you know, and just so well suited for ambient music. Yeah. So as this is happening, the three of us are happening and we're jamming and we're like, man, we need some low end. Let's, let's do this. Let's get a bass player. So we put the call out and we got to audition a a group of really cool stellar musicians, all stellar musicians and bass players that I had heard of, from my whole time in Fort Collins, but I never got a chance to jam with. Mm-hmm. We're coming to Sean's studio. Some of them masked up, you know, because right. the Rona was hot at the time. So we're doing these auditions. And uh, Joe was the only one that got three callbacks. Right. I didn't know it was an audition. He thought we was just jamming. Was just hanging. Yeah, because <laughs> Joe is like the best jazz upright player no. in Colorado. Easily top two or three. I mean, the guy, guy who's talking right now is the best drummer in Colorado. That's so. not true. But uh, it says it right there. Oh, oh yeah. shit. Um, so, but anyways, so they were it's like, who do you know? And so we were calling in different players. And I was like, Joe, it's got, yeah. we got to try Joe, you know? And I had multiple recommendations also. And there were multiple Joe's strikes against hat. Joe, you know? The, I mean, obviously, the hat. The hat. Mm-hmm. Um, demeanor, the demeanor. He's really hard to get along with. Is it, yeah. is, is He's unorganized. I mean, listen to him. <laughs> he can't work a computer. He plays yeah. double bass. It's just a very cumbersome instrument. Yeah, it's yeah. too big. Yeah, it takes it's, up it's half gigantic. the band. It's gigantic. It's like the size of a person. It's like an extra person. So immediately he was like, "Oh, this is going to be tough." You know. Yeah. He <laughs> was like, "Actually, I don't like you guys. I always came here to audition a band yeah. to see if they're good enough for me to play bass right. for." It all seemed to work out. Joe's <laughs> long story short. Yeah. Fast forward, we Joe is the guy who's 
obviously yeah, amazing. You saw, you saw what he can do. And now, forty-seven years later, we're <laughs> yeah. we're still together. Eighteen yeah. albums in. Eighteen, yeah. Forty-one number one <laughs> singles. Yeah. Uh, oh. Man, I, I, mean, I feel like we should give them some truthful yeah. information. For this. I think so, we can die happy. So, they wanted so, this interview. They're going to have to go yeah, through the editing. We're going to have to dig through it. And it's a lot of highlighting. So, and like nice when they were just. <laughs> You'll know track. because we raise our hand when we tell a lie. We'll keep our hands down when there's a fact. <laughs> you have to listen to the fraction. And what was your guys, you guys, so you guys got together. What was the inspiration behind this, this first album that's coming out? What caused y'all to make it? The songs, I guess. Yep. So so after the Michael Kirkpatrick project turned into these four individuals. Because I was smart enough to understand. It's true. That, that this, the four of us, this was like, these guys were putting out more artistically and energetically than hired guns of the Michael Kirkpatrick. Right. That they were, it felt like we were honestly 25% throwing everybody. Every 25%, 100% of the time, 110% actually. It works every time. Well, that's it the thing Michael was alluding to earlier that like we didn't have to like, let's put a band together for this gig that we have next week. Oh my God, we have yeah. to rehearse and go. We had the time to like sit down and go, what do you think about this part in this section? Mm -hmm. Like, let's Let go here on this. Let's Let it take like, really just compose it together. Uh, Michael would and Sean bring in these great songs and then we all sit down and kind of workshop it and we call it giving it the violet pilot treatment right mm -hmm. so we each together put our energy into the arrangements and put our energy into the song and each other it's, it's a beautiful thing yeah and we, all, we, all, the, all the music is a part we're all a part of the music everyone has their yeah. own you know arrangements that they put together but you know that's what makes this the identity of the song and the album is all of this yeah. it really that's is what makes it unique that some, you know between michael and sean they bring some really amazing songs um that make up kind of a lot of the album and then we arrange a lot of this stuff so when we when it was time to make the album we're like okay we got to make a record because um we have time to and we can come out of the gates when the rona when the Renaissance is over, as it starts to taper down, we can come out of the gates and play live and we got to have a record. So, well, also, uh, I really remember we played a couple house parties um, and mm -hmm. the res we were not planning on making a record. But you the, were there. The response, the response to the music from people was like, where, where can I hear this? Like, how can I hear this anywhere? So leading was, up to that humble house concert, we were telling ourselves this, is this just in our heads? Yeah. Because it no didn't feel heard, really good. No one's heard this band other than mm -hmm. ourselves. So that was like the, the crazy test in a, in a very surreal way. You know, pre-Renaissance, we would be out playing once or twice a week, you know, all a bunch yeah. of gigs. And, you know, maybe even while we're looking for a bass player or while we're trying to complete a unit because there's a plan happening. But there was no plan. No. It was just music. It was really like being in high school and just forming a band with four friends. Just for fun. For fun. That's what really what happened. So we're pretty much Led Zeppelin. <laughs> is what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's okay. so cool. And then, you know, on this next album, do you have a song that you particularly think you resonate with the most or just like? Dusty Lady for me. We played that one in the set mm -hmm. this afternoon. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean. I think the eyes don't lie and higher home for me are like the two songs that really 
embody this first record's essence because the eyes don't lie was like the first original we worked on and then higher home was like the first like big co-write that we did but now that you said it i think dusty lady and actually I'm can kinda, i change my answer because glad we found you has the most epic drum fills yeah to joe's credit our single lazy lions um i think is what is getting us so, so much great traction right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was Joe's kind of arrangement. Oh, Built twist, off of twisting, this pretty traditional kind of... Um, Bode ostinato line. Yeah. But before that, the, the original riff was kind of uh, like a standard chug-chug kind of mm-hmm. rhythm. And kind of Joe put that upside down. Well, that's a kind of peek into like the rehearsal pilot, pilot treatment thing. These guys might not remember it. But the way that bass line came about is we were like kind of screwing with feels and then Michael said something like, we should do something kind of angular and played like some arpeggios. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, cool. And I played the bass line. And that sounds good. That sounds great. <laughs> that sounds so, really cool. Now I like this my song again. <laughs> yeah. as, as much as they might say like, oh, it's Joe's bass line, it's really not. It came out of this yeah. kind of pool of collective arranging, mm-hmm. like ideas were being tossed around. Yeah, that process is fun, and I hope I look forward to more of that. You know, we need to meet more, like, like during the Renaissance to get yeah, a lot yeah, of that yeah. out. But like, um, yeah, we'd record every rehearsal, listen to it yeah. next week, and come back with input, record that version, and then change it. So just put it through the ringer. Yeah, and then you guys said you're having a welcome back release of your album party yeah. on September 23rd. September right? 23rd. Yeah. Yeah, we did a. Single four weeks ago, and we did a single yesterday. Okay. And then our album comes out the 23rd okay. with the party at Washington's in Fort Collins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what are you guys looking forward to most, like that night when everybody's that performance? Well, that performance. Yeah. Well, I mean, that show's going to be very special. The stage hang is going to be amazing. Yeah. And I hope Sarah and Sarah, um, they're going to sing some backup vocals yeah, on, Sarah, um, Sarah's on temporary for us for and show. maybe another spot. Perfect. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we, we've played so few shows, you guys, uh, we've been a band for uh, about a year and five months and I think we've played 12 or 13 shows. Um, so this CD, every time we play, I I look forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. And every time is really special. If you think about the movie theater, the church, the church, (laughs) the festivals, tour de fat, like all of them are private shows. Awesome, special show. Yeah, Jam in the Van, the GoPro Jam in the Van. It'll be coming out on the 14th uh, um, of this month. And where is that? Jam in the Van is a really wonderful uh, video production series that's done inside like a tour van, basically. And uh, they're based out of California or LA. Yeah. And they travel to like different festivals and then they'll have uh, a bunch of the bands that are in that festival um, do a few songs with like full video production. And we're so, and we're, yeah, so we're really excited for that video coming out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that'll be on the 14th, which is great. So it'll be uh, yeah, a few really good songs that you already heard and a really nice, uh, really awesome production. Like their roster is, 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 is incredible. So half a million followers doesn't hurt at all. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. a new band, we've gotten some pretty good opportunities that we're thankful for. And, yeah. Um, um, I think that we're all looking forward to 
getting on some bigger and bigger stages mm-hmm. farther away from home. But right now, Colorado's treating us really well. This is only the beginning. Yeah, and the audience does keep growing. It just keeps yeah. getting bigger and bigger every show. It's yeah. really mm-hmm. cool. That's great. I mean, I know personally, I can't wait to see what comes next. I'm super excited for your album, guys. Thank you so much for talking to me today. We are too. Thank you so much for having us. That was an interview with Kira McKinley and members of Violet Pilot. Now on to environmental news. How's your Sunday going? Uh, I'm a little frightened, DJ Lone Star. Well, your Sundays don't have to be scary anymore. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. for some genuine Southern comfort, high-energy music, and conversations you can't find anywhere else. What if I'm so scared? Then bless your heart. In environmental news, on Tuesday last week, many areas of the country were under extreme heat warnings. Outdoor activities, school and more were canceled in some parts of the country due to this heat, according to CNN. CNN said that extreme heat isn't just annoying. It can actually be deadly. They found that out of all of the natural disasters, heat is the deadliest one. Since 1980, there has been a 74% increase in death from heat-related issues. On Tuesday, the California Independent Grid Operator released an emergency statement asking residents to reduce their power usage from 4 to 9 p.m. due to the severe heat wave hitting the region. The grid's power operator experts... Temperatures are unusually hot for September around the country and in this region. The Central Valley is seeing days around 115 degrees, while L.A. is seeing 100-degree days and hotter, which is very unusual, especially this late in the season. Green crabs, which are an invasive species, otherwise known as marine locusts, have now been found in Washington. These creatures have impacted the eastern coast and their fishing industry for many years now. The threat of this species is daunting, as Washington makes up 60% of the nation's marine food harvest, according to NBC. Earlier in the summer, an intern found one of their shells, indicating that the species had arrived. Now there are 80 live crabs trapped already. Once these crabs begin populating in an area, there have been no records of the species being eradicated from the area. Thank you for listening to my environmental news updates. Hey, this is DJ Asher. And this is DJ Dallas. You're listening to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins.
in national news. Buckingham Palace has announced Queen Elizabeth II, England's longest reigning monarch, has died. She was 96 years old. Elizabeth spent more than seven decades on the throne and was the only monarch most living Britons have ever known. The Associated Press reports that crowds of people have began to gather outside of London's Buckingham Palace as the news of her death continues to spread. Tune in on Tuesday's episode of the Rocky Mountain Review to hear more about this story as it continues to develop. Last week, a teacher in Memphis was abducted and murdered while on a morning jog. Eliza Fletcher was 34 years old. Cleotho Abaston, a 38-year-old, has been taken into custody and will be charged with kidnapping and first-degree murder, according to CNN. New York's district attorney has returned about $19 million worth of stolen art from Italy, according to the BBC. The stolen artifacts were sold to museums and private owners from prosecuted looters. There were about 58 pieces returned to Italy, including a marble statue of Athena, according to the BBC. A two-year investigation has been taking place led by 33 states into the company Juul and their marketing methods. Juul is an electronic nicotine company that is said to have marketed to children. Juul is said to have done this through launch parties, ads, social media posts, and product giveaways that target children. The company just paid almost $440 million to resolve this case, according to Fortune. Thank you for listening to my national news updates. Now on to Ewan Pert for CSU Sports News. My name is Ewan Pert, and this is your RMR Sports Update. This week here at CSU, we have five teams active in playing games or going to events. In the middle of this week, we have women's soccer with a 3-1 record hosting Montana and a few days later hosting Denver. Up next, we've got volleyball sitting pretty after their two-game winning streak over the weekend at 4-2 heading down south for a three-game tournament later this week playing Baylor and then followed immediately by playing both Evansville and Arizona State on the following day. Next up is men's golf kicking off their season at the end of the week spending three days at the Dream Miranda Falcon Individual Invitational. Women's swimming is also looking to kick off their season this week at Horsetooth Open Water. And to round out this RMR, we've got football looking to redeem themselves after losing their first game, hoping to take down Middle Tennessee this weekend. I'm Ewan Pert, and this has been your RMR Sports Update. I'm Portia Cook with your Fort Collins weather forecast for today, Thursday, September 8th. The National Weather Service issued a hazardous weather advisory for extreme temperatures this week across parts of Larimer and Weld counties, with temperatures reaching close to 100 degrees throughout the week. But it looks like cooler temperatures are headed our way on Friday and into the weekend. Today, we hit near-record high temperatures with a high of 97. This evening, you can expect mostly partly cloudy skies and lows in the mid-50s. Friday, temperatures begin to plunge with partly cloudy skies and highs of 68 degrees. Friday night, you can expect mostly cloudy skies with some late rain showers and a low of 49. Saturday continues with cloudy skies and morning rain showers with a high of 60. And as for Sunday, there will be intervals of clouds and sunshine with temperatures jumping back up to the high 70s. And for next week's weather, you can tune into the next episode of the Rocky Mountain Review only on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. I'm Portia Cook, and information comes from the Weather Channel. And that's all for today. We just wanted to thank Damien Castile for our amazing theme music that's playing right now. 
We'd like to thank our guest today, our news producer, Reese Granger, as well as the rest of the staff here at KCSU and Rocky Mountain Student Media. We couldn't do this without you. And I'd like to thank you, Portia. And I'd like to thank you, Kira. And finally, we couldn't do this without you. Dear listener, thank you. If you missed any part of today's show, you can find the RMR podcast on kcsufm.com under news or podcast. You can also find us on Spotify or anywhere else you listen to your podcast by searching KCSU News. And with that, we'll see you next time.